Like, I'm trying not to freak out right now. Welcome to OCD Danny, a podcast for all of my fabulous 40 and over ladies who are just trying to get in where we fit in and make sure nobody is fucking up our zen. We are here with a topic that probably gives you just as much anxiety as it gives me 40s and doing too damn much. We are back, back, backity back with another one. Okay, so your girl was out on a brief three-week hiatus due to contracting diseases, bacterium, and viruses from stranger folk. But I have been victorious and I have made it out alive, y'all, with today's topic. What do you do when you just got too damn much going on? My God. This will probably be a quickie topic, but before I get into today's podcast, I'd like to mention that OCD Danny is taking donations. You can donate anywhere from 99 cents to upwards of whatever your pretty little heart desires. And yes, I will accept it. We have a whopping three donators. Wait, is that donators? Is that a word? Well, it is today. Three donators. Thank you so much to those who have donated. I truly, truly appreciate you. Um, Also, when you donate, please drop me a line um, just so that I can mention your name in uh, the next podcast, if you're okay with it. If you're cool with it, then please leave your name. I'd love to give you a shout out on the podcast each week. Moving right along, uh, your generous contributions helps me to get this podcast edited, as well as get proper mics for those times that I want to have a guest on the show. Right now, we are sharing a lapel mic, low budget, but hey, you know, you got to do what works. Um, All donations can be made on anchor.fm at the link for this podcast, OCD Danny. All right, so today we will be touching on the subject matter when you're just doing too damn much. Let me just give you guys a little background on my personal situation. For those of you that don't know, I am a 41 year old, and that sounds so weird to say out loud since I'm always telling people that I'm 29, single mom raising a 15 year old daughter who, by the way, gets zero help from the father of her child. So I am the sole provider of food, housing, clothing, activities, etc., etc. Y'all know how the story goes. Um, it's been this way for quite some time, for a few years. But what makes that situation even more frustrating sometimes is that while in addition to being a single mom without help when I'm tired, sick, or just unable to manage a can, because I can't, I've also been self-employed for the last 10 years or so. And for those of you who have businesses out there, anytime, especially when it's your uh, primary form of income, anytime that there is self-employment, you already know that things can get a bit iffy on the financial front. However, however, I would not change my decision to be self-employed for anything. Not even a moisturized, bearded, melanated man with muscles. That's how serious it is. And it's because being self-employed has 
allotted me just more time. Um, I am the person who always wanted to take their kids to school, drop them off and pick them up. And being self-employed has allowed me to do that. I can count on one hand how many times my daughter has had to either take a bus or some have someone else drop her off at school and I couldn't do it. So um, if anything, that is one of the uh, biggest bonuses for me uh, with self-employment. Aside from, you know, the other freedoms and, you know, the income, being self-employed has allowed me to be more of a present parent for my child. So moving on anyway, um, but, you know, with the decision to work for yourself, there, you know, comes trials and tribulations, honey. Most of the journey is not smooth sailing. It actually can be very difficult as those of you who are self-employed know, and you'll probably give up many times, quit, cry, throw in the towel, tell somebody to kiss your ass, all before the day is over, only to wake up and do it again the next day. From not enough work to too much work and too little time, and because as the title of this podcast states, I have OCD and probably ADD. I always have my hand in something and it's just hard for me to turn off my brain from wanting to improve the things that I touch. Like that's a constant struggle for me. There is shit to be done. Why are y'all standing around looking like you don't know what to do? Sidebar, if I feel like I have to explain something in great detail that will probably take less time for me to actually do myself. Yeah, option B. I guess the reason why, I don't know, I sometimes feel overwhelmed is because, and like I'm just doing too freaking much, is because I feel as though that things have to be done correctly. And a lot of times, if I'm not the one doing it, then is it really done correctly? I know, I know. I'm working on it. So it is story time. So here is the break in the segment where I provide an anecdotal story to co-sign what I'm saying. So um, the title of today's short story is The Day an Employee Got My Mind Right. So there I was planning for a very large craft service job with a very big client. In background, I run a small craft service business here in LA called Sassy Craft and craft service is basically the food, the drinks and other services happening on set for the crew all day long. We're a small company, but we've landed some really big jobs with some VIC, very important clients. And we get a lot of interest in the industry because our craft service is a bit snazzier than what is being offered at similar prices by similar companies. So yeah, plug. In short, uh, we've generated just a lot of business because of that. Um, So one day I'm setting up the craft service table for a huge client running around like my head is cut off while the person that I hired to be my assistant stands there looking at me after she's completed the few menial tasks that I gave her. And she asked me a question that literally had me shook for like five minutes. 
she asked me simply, why am I here? As I just kind of stood there wondering if I should get upset by the question, because your girl can go from zero to 100 on the attitudeometer real quick, or ignore her and finish my panic session for another 45 minutes until I had everything set up. I instead chose to reply with, what do you mean? She said very coolly, I'm here to help you. Just show me how you want it done and I'll do it. What I had convinced myself would be too much time to show every single attendant that I'd hired took me maybe 19 minutes to show her, show her. And I timed it because I was curious how long it would take me to actually train someone the right way. You know, to explain my setup and the logic behind why I do certain things on set took me less than 20 minutes. And the next time that she worked for me, I didn't have to explain anything. She remembered everything. She got there and got to work. Thus, cutting the time that I would typically be running around like a chicken with my head cut off in half. And to my dismay, unfortunately, as my business scaled, my much needed list of competent employees who could replicate my service did not. And it was all my fault. I basically handicapped myself by hiring assistant after assistant to literally be present and do busy work versus teaching them how to shop for my jobs, the science behind my setup, and just being an overall reflection of my business. And when I think about it, the truth is that I wanted them to be individuals on set because in a way it separated in my mind them from me. So to the client, I was the brains behind it all, the creative genius, the business owner, and they were just my assistants. Why? Why do we sabotage ourselves? A lot of times I think I'd convince myself that it was due to just a sheer lack of time. And then other times it was because I hated having to explain things over and over again. And then finally, I think this one took a little bit more time to admit to myself. I was afraid, afraid that they would know all of my little secrets, afraid that they would actually set up my tables exactly the way they'd been taught to, but that they would then steal my ideas and go do it for someone else. Thus taking coinage out of my pocket. All of these reasons were absolutely ridiculous. And let me tell you why. They were ridiculous because all of those things were excuses that comforted me. Excuses that were stopping me from getting to the next level. I effectively was stopping myself from being great by hiding behind fear. Listen, if someone wants to hijack your entire business, there is literally nothing that you can do to stop them. There just isn't. There will always be ways for people who reverse engineer ideas, inventions, and business models 
And hey, they might go on to have similar or more success than you. And that's the fucked up part. But in all likelihood, they'll go on to do absolutely nothing. Because it was all in your mind. The real truth is that most people would rather be workers than the person calling the shots. And that's just keep it in 100. It's too much work, time, energy, and money. If you think about it, there have been things in life that you could have easily done for yourself, by yourself, but you were like, nah, I'm going to let them handle it. Here, please take my money. Because exerting that little bit of extra energy was just too much and it's 10 times better to pay somebody else to do it. You could give yourself a pedicure or a manicure, but it's so much better when a nail tech does it. And do you think she's sitting there showing you every step of how this manicure or pedicure is done that she is worried about you still in her business? Hell no, because she knows that people are either too lazy, busy, or tired to go through all of that. Choosing to be overwhelmed in order to hold on to what you perceive as your secrets to success is ultimately fruitless. For a business to grow, you have to take a step back and realize that sometimes you have to loosen your grip. And in some cases, you have to release the reins altogether in order for you to unlock the next level. A simple question, why am I here, led me to unlocking my next level. So in today's segment of Take It to the Gram. So as you know, each week, I take it to the Gram to create some conversation around this week's podcast topic. And it's mostly for fun, but there is a serious component because I am curious to know how many of my peers are handling the very same situation. So... This week's question was, when feeling overwhelmed by life or work, what do you do to alleviate the stress? Do you A, ask for help, i.e. delegate, or B, cry silently to yourself while trying to figure it out on your own? And the poll results are in. 22 people were polled with 64% of the vote going to cry silently to myself while trying to figure it out on my own and 36% saying that they'd ask for help. So there are a lot of people out here who are basically dealing with the same situations and handling them in the exact same way that I was doing a lot with a little resources that is. So what are ways we can learn to loosen our grip on responsibilities, not just in business, but just our daily routines in general, in order to lead fuller, stress-free lives? And I have one response to that. Delegate, delegate, delegate. And no, this does not mean delegating to some stranger walking by on the street. It means properly sourcing the right people who can carry out the tasks that you require. And maybe you're just not a good task person picker. There are people for that too. You just have to figure out your strengths and your weaknesses. Some tasks I've realized with my own business just can't be handed over, but a lot can be. 
If the idea of delegating your precious work sounds scary, then of course you always have the option to decide how much control you relinquish and how fast. And maybe it's one task item now, and after seeing how everything goes, it's one later, but try not to be that person who dumps an entire to-do list on someone just so that you can say, I told you so, when they inevitably make a mistake, like it's going to happen. There will always be a learning curve, but it doesn't automatically mean that they're a failure or that you're a failure. The goal is to surround yourself with people who assist in making your life easier. And then sometimes along with delegation, you have those employees who are, or independent contractors, who take initiative with the things that they're good at. Let them, if it's in line with your vision, take advantage of their talent. Don't let pride hold you back. And I see that a lot with people. They let their own pride hold them back because they feel like they should be good at something too, or they should be good at this particular thing too. You can't be good at everything. When others are good, let them have their glory. So let me reel this back in. Um, I know I kind of dove into that a little bit, but I said all of that to say we are all often overwhelmed, overwhelmed too damn much. So much stimulation coming in from so many directions. And sometimes we, I don't know, we just don't get the help because we don't want to, I don't know, if we don't want it or we don't know how to ask for it. And usually it boils down to the latter. At the close of the day, you just have to decide what your end game is. Do you just continue to wallow in your own frustration or do you do something about it? I have learned to choose to do something about it and delegate. Managing life is not a race. It's a marathon. Thank you guys so much for listening. For more of my shenanigans, you can always follow me over on my blog on YouTube under my handle, Danny Sapp, or you can follow me on Instagram at Danny Sapp. Thank you for joining me this week. I'll see you out in these internet streets. And until the next time, peace to all of my fabulous 40 and over ladies who are just trying to get in where we fit in and make sure nobody is fucking up our zen. I'm out.